Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm Mike Siegel, the creator of this podcast. My guest today is Vanessa Angel. Before we get to her, I'm going to have a few announcements. First, our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there. You can see photos that I've taken and stories that I've written. You can see some stories that the guests have written. You can see photos of the guests, and you can see links to their social media. And by that, I mean social media. Our social media is Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Yeah, just find us on all those. Follow us if you can. And also, we have links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. We're uh, basically everywhere you get your podcasts. So if you listen on any of those platforms, please give us a good rating because that helps more people find the show and boost our presence there. And if you think you'd be right for the show or you know somebody who might be right for the show, you can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. And I'm doing this whole intro under the glaring eyes of our guest (laughs) right now, and it's a lot of pressure. I'm in her palatial estate in the Hollywood Hills because I'm talking to a real-life movie star. Yes, but, it's so palatial. It's, it's palatial. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. This view is killer, though. We're the looking right at the is, Hollywood sign. The view sign. is killer. The and with is. all the rain we've had, it's as green as it's ever going to be. Because this is almost always brown. Seriously, right? this is by, by like July, this is brown. Although this <laughs> no. year may last a little bit longer, but it has been just, that's... It's it looks been, like Ireland here. Right? <laughs> I, feel, I mean, it literally is like Hawaii. I feel like I'm in Hawaii. We literally have waterfalls now. Oh, like, you do? It, yeah, we, we've had so many waterfalls just literally in this like block. It's crazy. Oh, I don't. Well, I was going to give you your um, credits in the intro because there's so many, but you would probably know where, I guess your most famous roles are probably like Spies Like Us and Kingpin, Kingpin and Weird Science and Weird TV. Science, the TV show, but you've done a ton of stuff. Yeah. A ton of I, movies. I've, I've, I've worked a lot, actually. Stargate, too. Stargate, because the sci-fi fans are very, uh, you know, they're very, they're very loyal. Yeah. So they like me. Uh, do you do the Comic-Cons? Yeah. I do. Oh my gosh, I've done so many Comic-Cons in the last two years because they closed down, obviously, during COVID. Right. So when they started up again, it's like it was an explosion of Comic-Cons. So I've probably done 10 Comic-Cons in the last two years, maybe more, actually. So say I'm going to Comic-Con and mm-hmm. then there you are. Uh, are you signing headshots? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I basically sign headshots and say hi to... I mean, it, now everybody wants a photo. So it's, right. it used to be you sign... Uh, an, an autograph but now it's like a you know a, a snapshot a snapshot and a, uh-huh. a selfie and a, and a yeah but it's actually great because I meet people that I would never normally meet because they're often that's in, good and in, bad and very <laughs> <laughs> that can be a little frightening and then the last one I did was in Frankfort Kentucky now I would probably never go to oh, Frankfort yeah. Kentucky if it wasn't for Comic Con and there's a lot of smaller cities in the United States that I've been to for comic cons and so i actually like that aspect of it i like traveling to to new cities that i've never been to before so frankfurt kentucky the capital i believe yeah it is the capital yeah see i learned that as a kid i used to know all 50 capitals i think i could get through most of them now but my brain isn't uh yeah it's a real civil war era oh yeah city actually so uh if people can't tell i mean you do have a bit of an accent although most of it's gone now a bit of an accent so yeah. you were born and raised in england born correct and raised outside london okay yeah. which part a place called harrow which is it's like a suburb of london it's about 25 minutes and you know subway uh underground i guess they call it that. the tube the tube the tube <laughs> is on the outer skirts of the tube mm-hmm. um yeah so i grew up there and i but it, europe is so great because i traveled a lot like to paris and I mean, it's, it's an hour to get to it's, yeah. it's so easy to get to other european cities so if you grow up in a european city you usually have traveled quite a bit as a kid i mean if you're fortunate not obviously I'm very envious but i was of you fortunate for that. Yeah, I got to see a lot of uh, European cities before I started my modeling career, which is which then got me. You went all over the world. All over the world. Did you um, 
So how old were you, like 15 or something? When I was that 15 when I first started modeling, yeah. Okay. Was it, it was one of those stories where some creepy guy comes up to you on the beach with your mom, <laughs> like, I need to see your daughter. Uh, I, have, I take Pretty. photos, and you're like, okay, creeper, get out of here. Pretty much, except it was two women, and okay. we were in a restaurant, and they came up to the table and said, oh, you have the right look for modeling, and my mom was looking very skeptically at them. But we took their card, and my dad actually checked them out and they happened to be a very legitimate agency in London and I think I was on you know Easter school break or summer school break or something and and so I had some time so I went to meet with them and they sent me out to see a bunch of photographers and a couple of them you know took shining to me and I I started working like right away and and I was still at school so it was got a little bit complicated I bet did you have to leave and homeschool yeah I went well I, I I went to a school called a crammer in, in for the last year, okay. but with the, the equivalent of the end of high school, although I was it was I was actually fifteen, turning sixteen. Right. Um, back then, you did something called O levels, and then if you wanted to go to college, you had to do A levels, which was two right. years. But I but you could you could also leave school after O levels if you wanted to. So, but the, though I was very good at school and I was very quite quite academic, and I, I didn't really want to leave school, but then I. I started modeling and going to Paris and Milan and various places, and, and I loved it. And then, and then I was invited to New York by Eileen Ford in 1983, and so I went for the summer, and I just fell in love with New York and, and the whole modeling world. Well, I wouldn't say I fell in love, but it, it, <laughs> New York was definitely very exciting. Yeah, we're going to get to those stories yeah. later. <laughs> and, uh, we got we to gotta stop in Paris first. So, yes. I mean, did you stay living with your parents during this whole thing, like in your teen years and, and just on the weekends when I'm going to Paris? and Yeah, for, for a little bit. And then my, my sister was actually lit, uh, going to the University of London. So she had a little apartment in, well, not really that little, actually, apartment in, in the West End of London near her school. So I kind of stayed with her for about a year and then when I moved to New York, I ended up just staying in New York and not going back to England to live ever. But yeah, I know my parents. I have. My, a, <laughs> I'm not even a parent, but as a father, I'd have to look at this and go, "Wait a minute! So you're living in the city with your sister, at and you have a daughter? Would you let her do that? No, I would not let her do that. Like I can't imagine my my daughter. I mean, she's twenty, just turned twenty two. But when she was fifteen, sixteen, there's no way. Yeah, go to New York. I mean, I. It, when you grow up in LA you don't even let them go to the like corner right. <laughs> it's like let alone across the world to live you're, you know hanging out with Halston and uh, you know the disco yeah no I mean yeah, it, it was I mean now I look back I mean what a wild ride I mean like yeah. I, I mean I don't think I really it, it didn't it doesn't really hit you with then because you're experiencing it for the first time and it's exciting and you're young and you're resilient and you're excited and you have energy and you know you're experiencing all these new exciting things but I definitely see now the price that I paid for that. Um, although, you know, I wouldn't change it. I think it was amazing, mostly that I got to travel to all these different places that I probably would not never have been able to go to. So that was, and that to me, it's like how, what you learn traveling is so much more valuable to me than, than what I learned in school. I'm not saying that if you, you know, obviously if you, have, you want to be a doctor, if you want to do something where you have to have very specific studies, that's the option that you have to take. But for me, I think that I learned, because it's a, it's a, you deal with people, right? People. I mean, in every industry that you're in, you deal with mostly with people. I mean, I mean, unless you're an AI bot or something, but <laughs> well, even then, I guess yeah, you're kind of, in, they learn anyway. from us. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that I just learned about different cultures and about different people and communicating. Was there one, um, place that I mean you were lucky enough to have seen a lot of Europe growing up and mm-hmm. things like that and I tell people you know young people now the first time I went to Europe it was 89 mm. so I was just out of the university and doing the whole backpack thing mm-hmm. around and uh, but I tell these young travelers now I go look there was two Germanys there was yes. a Soviet Union there was a Czechoslovakia yes. there was a Yugoslavia there was no EU so it was changing money in every and there was no smartphones no where smart you could figure out where the hell you're going and, a, <laughs> and a uh, lonely planet guide and yeah. uh, it was a different 
thing. So, I mean... You had to be very resourceful, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I remember one of my first jobs was in Milan. Uh, it was, I, it was, I can remember exactly. It was David Bailey, who was like a huge photographer back then and was like a prestigious thing. It was for Italian Vogue. And I'm flying to Milan for a few days and... And that was when, remember when all you think people used to go on strike all the time oh, when yeah. you were back then. They and still it's do. Like, <laughs> and like the, the taxis were on strike and the, and the airlines were on strike. And I got stranded in Milan by myself <laughs> and I'm 15. And, and I, and I, those are the kind of things where, you know, now you would just go on your smartphone and figure it all out. Right. But, but then you had to go and ask people and oh, you yeah. had to, you had to communicate you know, and face to face, which I think is actually so valuable because a lot of that has been lost, I think. I mean, my, my daughter's 22 and I'm actually encouraging her to go travel after she does her master's year because I just think that, you know, like, like I said earlier, you just learn so much from that and, and you absorb life as opposed to, you know, living it on your screen. Oh, I think about it now. I, that first trip, I was gone for six weeks and uh, never talked to my parents once I sent them mm. a postcard <laughs> during the six weeks right, and that was it that was all the, and they yeah. just had to assume I was okay yeah, yeah. exactly that's I would <laughs> now, too you would send a postcard I, and I'm with my friends now and they have like uh, teenagers and stuff and they're, they're constantly texting back and forth yeah, all day it's long it's so different isn't it I mean yeah, I remember so much communication I, rem- I literally met was a kid even when, when I would travel sometimes with my parents I would be so excited to go into like the store and pick out a postcard yeah, and get, yeah I mean like literally I can have memories of that like that was like a thing that you did right. and now I mean I don't know it's, oh god I'm, I'm sounding so old but like you know having a daughter now 22 you do really start to realize how different things are and how my experience of that age was so different than her experience. Are there parts about her life and what all the things she has now in, in terms of technology and things like that that you envy, or are you glad it wasn't around? Well, I mean, I mean phones I, are a big game changer, and the internet has changed travel immensely. Yes, I mean, they're, they're useful in that you can, you know, navigate, like, locations better, and you can, like, book a flight quickly and easily and you by yourself. I mean, you remember you had to have travel... I mean, I know there's still travel agents, but... Yeah. But you, you had... You relied on so many more people then, whereas now you can do so much on your own. So there, there's obviously a convenience factor that I love about, uh, you know, technology and I, iPhones and And your agent can call you anywhere. And yeah. And that's yeah. also bad, too. You know, sometimes yeah, it's good you can to get never away. Lo- yes. Right? It's like now I feel like I'm just never like can just like, you know, just have some quiet time. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm actually starting to relearn that for myself because I'm one of those sort of uh, people pleasers. And I have to like, if somebody texts me, I I feel like I have to text them right back. And sometimes I'm literally like driving. I have to pull over so I can like safely text. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like, (laughs) you know, you don't need to. You don't have to be that proficient. You You can actually wait like used to be and you get home and you can deal with it then and so yeah this sort of constant 24 hour you know in in, in being in in demand is is really i'm not every day is like that obviously but like when it is yeah there's there's a lot that's been lost but obviously there's stuff that's been gained but so you moved to new york in 83 yes so okay so you left london so you never lived in Paris or Milan? Or? No, I mean, I, was, I would, might be there for sort of three, four weeks at okay. a time. You know, I, w- I would sort of go there for modeling assignments, sometimes stay and, you know, see what else I could... Where do they put you up in, like, Milan? I, it, in Paris, I used to stay at this hotel called the Hotel Roblin in Rue Chevaux-Lagarde, which is lovely. off of Le Ma- Madeleine, the Madeleine. Okay. I can remember getting in the cab six... 66 Rue Chavot-Lagarde. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, what the? No, I do not mm. understand. <laughs> 66 Rue Chavot-Lagarde. And, then, and then, then they say, ah, oh, 66 Rue And I'm like, that's what I just said. <laughs> were, they, were you pretty good with languages? Do you know any of them? Well, I mean, at school, I learned French and Spanish at school. But, but no, I mean, like, not really. I, w- I wish, I, I, that is one regret that I've had. I wish that I had continued to keep learning languages at least spanish living in la it would be very helpful. yes very helpful yeah i mean it was it was kind of i mean i was at school in you know the late 70s and we were <laughs> we were we were learning spanish then which was which was great i mean i wish i had yeah i, yeah. I wish i had well that's because all the brits go to, you know they buy their their winter homes and their retirement yes. homes in spain true they go there and ruin all the beaches during yes. the summer oh i've seen that Oof, <laughs> oh, boy gosh. 
Um, so uh, you get to New York. Now I'm trying to paint this picture of New York in 83, which is around the time I went for the first time. It was like 83, 84. Yep. And uh, I went there with my dad because my, my dad grew up in Jersey City. Mm. And I still had family in New York. Mm. But I grew up in Chicago, so I never really went. So it was my first experience of it. And for people who don't know, look at any film from the oh, 70s so and 80s gritty. of how shitty <laughs> New York Mean was. streets. It was right, really bad. Right. I mean, it was. I just remember like garbage everywhere and just yes, like the, it was the, very the subways garbage. were horrendous. Yes, and And Times Square and, was a nightmare. Well, I have, to, I have a funny story. Okay, okay. good. Is- okay. So I arrive in New York. Uh, Eileen Ford had invited me, so it wasn't like I was just, you know, going like yeah. willy-nilly. You had a gig. Yes. Um, but I remember my parents decided to come out like the first few days I was there just because they, you know, just to make sure that I was okay. I yeah. mean, which is, which is good because was, they were pretty the, hands-off. Right. <laughs> but, but I remember they decided to go to a Broadway show uh, in, ti- you know, in Times Square and I literally, my first go-see in New York, the first day I was there, I went to my like 9 a.m. appointment was with this wonderful photographer called Albert Watson, who's actually a Scottish guy, but he's, he, was, he was like the, one of the biggest uh, photographers of the 80s, 70s and 80s and 90s even. And, and he's still around now. And Janice Dickinson, who was a very famous model at the time. I know her. She decided not to show up for the shoot. And because I was like, my appointment was so early in the in the day, I showed my book, and he's like, "Can you just 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 stay?" And uh, she didn't show, and so eleven o'clock rolls around. He's like, "Get upstairs, go get your makeup done." What you're doing the shoot instead? So I got like twelve pages in Italian Harper's Bazaar on my first day in New York. <laughs> Thanks, the, the point the point of the story. Thanks for being hungover. I know, Janice. right? I mean, it was, and it's, to this day, they're some of the best pictures that have ever been taken of me. So I was very blessed with that. But my, the point of the story is that. I was supposed to meet my parents later that afternoon because oh. they were going to a show. We were supposed to go to this Broadway show. But I didn't get done with the, with the shoot until like 10 p.m. because, you know, shoots sometimes went way over. And so I literally walked from uh, Albert Watson's studio was on the, on the Upper East Side. I walked because I really didn't know how to get it around. And I don't think I had the money for a cab <laughs> or something. And I walked from the Upper East Side to, to Times Square to meet my parents out when they were coming out of the theater. And I literally walked through Times Square on a Friday night, like, you know, in 1983, by <laughs> oh, myself no. in like a mini skirt and like, yeah, you know. Like- Fort Apache, the Bronx. <laughs> and I and I didn't have any problems, right. luckily. Okay. But people were like, my agent was like, oh my God, Dad, you, you don't walk-, walk through Times Square alone by yourself at night. And I'm like, well, I didn't know. And yeah. I mean, it, it worked out fine. I assumed but- you were working. Yeah, you know, that at that time. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably like, like an, how much like- does she cost? <laughs> <laughs> a very young uh, oh, lady of the evening. I'm glad I your think. parents didn't have to see that. <laughs> that was. Um, but where that's part honestly of, true. What story. part of town did you live? I I started out living on seventy second. Sorry, seventy ninth and second. Oh, okay. Upper and then East. I yeah, Upper East Side. I lived there for about a year, and then I moved to the West Side, and then I ended up I, to like Columbus and Seventieth, and then I ended up buying an apartment just above the Lincoln Center. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I was. Yeah, and then and then I left there in '92, and I came to LA, and then I got Weird Science. I was kind of thinking of going back to New York, but I ended up getting the show, and that lasted four years. So, so when you did uh, Spies Like Us, that you were still in New York. I was still in New York. Yeah, okay. still in New York. So, was that something that you auditioned for? Or did they like open Harper's Bazaar and go her? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I did. I got. A, I got word that. John Landis, the director, I think has seen a picture of me in a magazine or something. And it was, it's so weird how, you know, when you look back and you're like, okay, that was meant to be. Cause he was literally in London at the time. He was living in London and it was, I think, right before Christmas, like a week before Christmas. And I get this call, John Landis wants to meet you in London. And I'm like, well, that's really weird because I'm going to London tomorrow <laughs> to see my family. It was, you know, Christmas time. And so, so I met with him in London that, that time. And didn't really hear anything and and uh, didn't really think anything of it because I wasn't an actor. And then I get a call in sort of January saying, oh, he'd like to meet you again. Uh, Could you meet him? And he was in Washington at that point. So went to Washington, met him and, and then I got the part and then I was like, okay, well, and then they, and then, and actually they shot the movie mostly in Norway and London. They did do a little bit of interiors, I think in 
in LA, but I wasn't in that part. So yeah, so it's like I was in New York, met him in London, and then Washington, and then shot it in London and Norway. Oh my god, so it's kind of weird, right? Was it way up there, with like in the fjords? In the and fjords, all that? yeah. Oh, it was supposed to be. High. It was supposed to be Russia in the movie, but yeah. and then and then all the interiors were shot at Pinewood Studios. Oh, in London. So my yeah. first movie was like Pinewood Studios. Perfect. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not spoiled or anything. <laughs> I'm thinking like this is how it's gonna be for you know. I was very you know. Yes. Yeah. And you had to climb out of a tent in your underwear in the middle of the snow. In the middle of the snow in Norway, and it was freezing, and yeah. <laughs> and then I ne- and you never think that, okay, that moment is going to like haunt you for the rest of your life. Not is it haunt haunting you? you? But, I mean, it's not No, not haunting, haunting you, you but, but, it, it, but it is kind of a weird thing to be known for this coming out of your tent in underwear in the well, snow. It's kind of like that was the first time, like most people... Saw you. Like, I, did. I'm not, oh, yeah, I didn't no, know yeah. models and fashion magazines and stuff. So that was the first time I ever saw yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I, and John Lattice knew what he was doing. Like, I mean, because I'm just me. I don't really, you know what I mean? I, I knew yeah. that I had the look of a model or whatever, but I didn't really, I don't view myself the way a male would <laughs> view me <laughs> at that time, you know? So, so it was kind of, it was, it was kind of strange. But, n- but now I'm old and you know, older. Yeah. I can appreciate it now and I sure. can understand it better. But at the time, it just all felt so strange. Are you one of those former New Yorkers who always lament like the old city? Like when I lived there, so I was there, I moved there in 96. I was there like 96, oh, okay. 97. 90s, yeah. So it was kind of during, it was during the Giuliani area, era mm. where it was kind of, you know, for better or for worse, it did get cleaned up. Yeah. Um, so yeah but the older people were like it's not the same city yeah. it's not the gritty it's like i don't know if you do you really miss the subway or what it was <laughs> right, and all Times the trash on the was. streets and it's and, smelly right smelly, it was right? <laughs> it's like are you nostalgic for the city or the fact that you were younger right and you're having more fun that's and, so true isn't so that i what? think you're really missing your youth more than the city was i think the, that's exactly right the because, cities change and i hear the same thing here you know people complain yeah Maybe it's just time to give it to a new generation. Yeah. And, and then we've they'll had, say the same thing. We've had our time. Yeah. We've then, had our time. And then they'll say the same thing in 20 years. It's not like it was. <laughs> but I do think, now, I mean, I've been in L.A. now 30 years. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. And it was definitely different. I mean, it was definitely different. There was, I mean, just the, the boring things like traffic and yeah. the amount of people here. It was, it was I mean, it, that was sort of the nice thing about moving from New York to L.A. was that, Back then, it was kind of, uh, you know, uh, it, it was more relaxing. You know, it was like, it it was like the, the, the energy of the city. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it wasn't like boring, relaxing, but it, w- it was, you know, it, there was definitely a quieter pace to being in L.A. And I, sure. and I really, you know, I am a nature lover, so I really did enjoy that it was, you know, that you kind of had nature and a city kind of together. But now it's just like, you know, it literally, t- as you know, it literally takes an hour to go like 10 miles or something. Well, yeah, it's when I talk to like people who grew up here and they're always complaining, you know, everything's so crowded. And I was like, yeah, well, there's 8 billion people in the world. I know. You know, right. and it's just like when I was born and I looked this up, there was 3 billion, right? It was about three and a half. Yeah. And then uh, maybe about 198 million in America. Right. And it feels like and now they're there's all 8 in billion LA. in the world and, <laughs> and 7 350 billion in- million in America. Yeah. So no, it's, it's just like... Yeah, it's you know, I know you lament it, but people got to humans got to live somewhere, and the beach didn't get any bigger. Yeah, there's twice as many people now trying to get to it. Exactly. So sorry, it's yeah, that's just the way that it's it just the goes. way it is. Yeah, it's just the way. Oh, it there's is. a lot of homelessness. Yeah, there always was. Yeah. And now there's just more. Yeah, that's exactly more. right. But it's I think the more. one thing that has changed, especially here with New York, or both places, is just affordability like rent and things like that. Yes. I mean, you could be an artist still in oh, when I, you know, all that whole punk crowd in the seventies in New York and all this stuff. And yeah, we lived on the Bowery. Yep. It was this, it was Skid Row, but the whole point of it but was, it was cheap. They were living for 50 yep. bucks a month, 
you know, wow. or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You, and you're you could so, be in a band and make no yeah, money. Yeah, that's Or so try true. to act or whatever. And here, I don't know how you... Well, I mean, in here, when I first moved here, I mean, you could get... Rents a, were cheaper here. Really nice. I moved apart. here in 97, and it was cheaper. Yeah, I, I mean, I moved here in, what, 93? And I mean, I think I it was like $1,500 for a two-bedroom beautiful apartment up yeah. in the hills. I mean, you couldn't... That would be 4000 now. Yeah, I know. I don't know how a young person with you know trying to make how, it how, i don't know how people do it here. here i mean i can barely do it here. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's an expensive city it it's is a very it's, expensive and city. one of the most expensive in the world if you if you figure it out um was there another if you had your choices mm. so let's say you're leaving la or, or never came here would you have stayed in new york or would you have gone to back to london what do you what do you think uh, you would have done i probably would have stayed in new york i mean i i, I definitely have an affinity to new york i mean i i love London, and I think I'm kind of, I, I, I know it honestly sounds so shallow, but like I could not deal with that amount of rain and gray. I couldn't do it. We get spoiled here. I think yes, the sun here it, ruined it, us. It ru- ruined and us. I love London, but every time I go it's back, it's so gray and dr- drizzly. I know. And, and I grew up with that. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, literally my whole childhood was, I just remember being cold and it was just gray and walking to the bus and it was like, sprinkling on you always i was yeah. always wet and cold <laughs> and i just i know it sounds so shallow but i just i don't know if i could do that but although i do it's hard to love go back. europe and i do feel like you know in my in my heart i'm european still i do you know although you go i spain a little house in italy a villa in france a vill- yeah in italy like my sister she she ha- she goes to italy every summer and you can't yeah, go wrong I, there yeah i know like i could definitely i mean i just like the the way that they appreciate living or something more. It's not all about like what's Work. the next thing and what and being judged on, on your, your performance. And, and, and the, it's, it's like, let's have a two hour lunch and let's yeah. like savor this food and let's feel this, you know, it's just, it's just the, the indulging in, in, in the pleasures of life as opposed to constantly trying to get the next thing. Well, I mean, your, your daughter only has what a couple of years left of school. Have you yeah. thought about it? You're like, you got an exit strategy here? What are you going to... Yes, I do, actually. I'm not, I, 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 I mean, I was waiting, I'm kind of waiting for her to graduate because, she, you know, she's at USC, so I get to see her quite a bit. But when she's graduated, I really do think that I'm going to actually move out of LA. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been here 30 it's years. Okay. It's a long time. Yeah, I know. That's what it's I said. Like, it's like, you did it. You know what I mean? I it's just it. like <laughs> I'm finding, usually, especially with my friends here and in New York, it's about a when you lived in a city where you go to make it or whatever it is a bigger, whether it's New York or L.A. or London or San Francisco, whatever it is, um, it's about twenty years. And about the twenty-year mark, yep, we start you either restless have already bit. left or you know if you don't have kids or anything like that or unless you're really making it or doing well, yeah, yeah, you start to look around and go, I don't even, I don't think I have to live this way anymore. Well, exactly, it's really hard and it's really crowded. It's really expensive and. And quite often you're not doing the same things you were doing 20 or your career path has changed or you've changed. You know, exactly. It's, it's I mean, like, I, I think it's OK. The, the latter is, is, is what I'm feeling more than ever now is that just, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you do evolve and you do change. And what I mean, I do what I do love about L.A. is the geographics. I love being close to the beach, the mountains, the desert. Yeah. I mean, I know everybody loves that, but but, it, you know, I mean, I do do a lot of you know, hiking and I mean, I, I love nature. So I do love that aspect. And it's very hard because I've been thinking about where do I go? And it's hard to find those things yeah. in other places that, but, but also you do, you know, I think I've just had enough time here and, and my, you know, I had the beautiful multi-million dollar home and the family <laughs> and the thing and the, you know, and now I'm, you know, I'm at a different stage of life. And I mean, if I had a, you know, my Malibu, Oceanfront house. I probably would stay here. It's good. You've but, done very well. But yeah, but you, I, you beat the odds. You did yeah, better than ex- exactly. I have to count my blessings too ex- a lot of the times and go. You know what? Yes, I did, I did better gratitude. than most who come. Exactly. <laughs> I know, and I, and it's it's so easy to forget that because you're constantly on this like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And and you're so judged by. Yeah. But someone's always doing better. Yeah, someone's always going to be doing I mean, better. Someone's yeah. always You'll doing better, or prettier, nuts. or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, younger, prettier. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there's always that. There's always been that. But but I think you you know you're right. I think twenty twenty. I think I started feeling that kind of restlessness yeah. twenty went about twenty years here. But obviously, my daughter was still in school, and I you know this was where I landed, and you know I had a home and all that stuff. But 
but my situation is different now, so I am definitely open to thinking about alternative places to live. And well, now that you know, we'll bring it back to travel. Now, I'm sure you went to some crazy, beautiful, exotic places. At least, like, say, bottling. Give us. If, okay. Does one shoot really stand out in your mind? Where you're going, this is amazing. Oh, I got to go to so many places. I mean, I I did a two commercials in. Japan and Tokyo, and that that was an amazing experience, just because it's a completely different. Culture. Is one of those that only uh, they only play in Japan? Like, yeah, we'll so never it see was those. Mitsubishi, and then I did a cosmetics campaign. This was in the late '80s, I think. So I got to see Japan. Fun. I mean, I've I've actually counted. I, I went to 42 different countries. 42. Wow. 42. Um, but we, you know, with with the modeling, it was more. We did, ton, you know, I was based out of New York, so during the winter they. I'd, I think I've been to every like Caribbean island right. like five times because they want to shoot the you know the sand the, you know that stuff for the summer issues and summer stuff. So I've I've been to like that kind of that area a lot, but yeah, I mean between and then, and then when I started acting, I've been trying to think of the other. I mean Australia, I've been model. I mean I've been all over modeling, but probably even more interesting places as an actor. I, I got to shoot in Bulgaria and Romania in um prague you know in london in no i'm completely blanking on all the cool <laughs> places i've i mean just, just yeah i mean between those two jobs i've i've done have experienced a lot of amazing places so, so i never uh well i went to romania for the first time a couple of years ago and uh i thought it was great it was really interesting yeah and it's like a, I, I was there in 2005 so it was still kind of you had that real Different, you, you sort of had the older generation and the kind of remnants of the communist yeah. vibe, you know, the the sort of starkness. And then you had the younger generations who were, you know, wanting to be westernized and yeah. they were excited about that. So it was a real kind of, I mean, I don't know what it's like now, but 15 years ago, it was kind of, you know, you felt that. I find this in, uh, maybe you would, uh, you would know maybe in the earth and than I would about this. But I mean, when I went to, when I go to Eastern Europe and you go to places like Croatia or, at least at Prague or something like that. Um, I find that the young people tend to be more positive because they're looking ahead. Yes. They know how rough it was. Yes. And they, they're positive about the future and kind of where it's going. Whereas, say, in France and Italy and Spain and in England a bit, they kind of feel like it's, we're not going to have it as good as our parents Yes. We're not going to... There's well, a there's negativity. There's a sort of negative that, in holding on to the past, yeah, especially like, in, in England with everything that happened with Brexit. I right. think there was a lot of older generation that was... I mean, maybe some of the younger generation too, but they were really wanted to sort of hold on to, to you know, that... When you when I think you when times feel uncertain, you want to sort of... It's it's the, the reason why all these nostalgia Comic-Cons are so popular, yeah. right? because people want to hold on to something that made them feel safe and... They, they identify with their childhood or better times or something. And I think that sentiment really blew up. And, and I mean, in, I can't speak for the other European countries, but, but in England, I know that it really did. And there was a real, you know, the, the beginning of the sort of divisiveness between the different ways of yeah. thinking of that. My friends in London, it was so funny, leading up to Brexit, they, every one of them, we're just like uh, it's. I, I would ask about it, and they go, "It's not. It's never going to happen. It's never. It's Nobody ridiculous. Goes, no, it's never young people never thought it was going to happen." And they were asking me the same thing about like Trump and everything. And the first couple of years, and like, "Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's not going to. It's not going to." Boy, and then I was wrong. in Amsterdam the morning after the Brexit vote, and that was oh, wow. crazy, you know, because they were just like well, they didn't see it coming either. So the Dutch were just like, "What's going to happen to the union now? What's are we next? So what's going to?" And yeah, that was about six was, months before our election. So when people, I came back here, and people were like, oh, it's not going to happen. I go, hey, I'm telling you, anything can oh, happen. I remember. I think we, we, we took a hike, like, yeah. maybe, or maybe that was after the fact. But I remember that was very much, uh, yeah, there was, I mean, 2015, 2016, yeah. there was a major shift. And I've been around the country a lot, you know, and I perform for people, and I do, you know, on cruise ships. You and I was sense, like, you I wasn't surprised at all, at all. But, you know, people out here were. I was like, mm. I know. You got to get out there. People and, think LA, and New York, and you know, well, Central London is. It, you know, it, it I, is, people is would ask the me world, what's, but it's not. People would ask me what's the difference is like performing. Is there a difference performing in for crowds in the South mm. or different regions of the country? And it's like, no, the the differences are more city people and rural people, very much, and education levels really. But right. then, 
You know, there's a rednecks in uh, California. Right. You can well, go to Riverside and they'll di- laugh at the same thing as a guy in small town Alabama. Exactly. Well, it I doesn't think it, matter. It's, it's the same thing. It's what thing. you're exposed to. Yeah. So like you said, it's when, you, when, you know, when you're living in a city, you're around a lot of people. And you have so to be you're tolerant. used to see, you had to be tolerant and you're yeah. used to seeing people of all different shapes and sizes and colors. And, 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 and it's, you know, it's just, it, it, you get used to that and, and you embrace it. I mean, like I embraced it, but if you live in the suburbs and everybody looks like you, then, then you're, you know, then you're suspicious of someone who yeah. doesn't like it. So I, I understand it from, from that mindset, but, but, you know, obviously, you know, my path in life has, has led me to a lot of different experiences and people. So I, you know, I feel like I have, open-mindedness to things that you know that i can understand that you wouldn't get if you weren't experiencing these things but every time i go to a small town i think because i just went and visited a friend who lives up in in kern county which is like two three hours away right but he's up you know pretty much in the middle of nowhere right and uh man i loved the peace and quiet but man, I got bored after a couple. I know. <laughs> I like, well, that's what, the what trouble. Do you do up here? <laughs> I went out to see the poppy fields, right? And mm-hmm. recently, because the explosion of Super Bloom explosion, and you know, even just like an that's only an hour from here, and you know, even in Lancaster, it's it's a very different mindset. And I'm, again, I'm not judging it, but yeah. it's a very different <laughs> mindset. Yeah. And that's just an hour from LA, so you know, there there's you know. Well, also, after our uh, emergencies too. He's like an hour from a, a hospital. You know what I mean? So oh, I yeah. think about that as I get older. Oh, like, yes. It's like, how do you get... He's way up on a mountain, like down this windy road. I'm just like, man, you're screwed here. He's, yeah, he's living no. alone and fixing I stuff know, himself. I, it's like, you fall off that ladder, dude. You, I don't know who's going to save you. And uh, yeah, I think about that too. Like even like now, you know, I where I live is in the hillside and there's a lots of steps down and... I mean, I'm not going to be doing that at 80. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm not that I'm close to that yet, but but it's like there, yeah. You 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 need sort of different yeah. things at certain stages. There's a, there's a reason life. my mom lives on a ranch and, and a one level in Florida. That's why yeah. they're all one level. Yes. Um, so did you ever go to a place that you you were working or for whatever for pleasure and think to yourself, "Well, I could live here. Like I might even look at a house." Yeah, I I I've always had. Uh, desires to live in uh eastern maui in hana oh yeah i don't know i just love hana i mean i know it's really remote and it's hard to get to the road to hana is like famous yeah i made it halfway before i got four hours (laughs) and and i yeah there's maybe one yeah so it's not good in probably in terms of like you know hospitals again i think i'm thinking of this i know it's like like an old person now my my dream of hana may not be so you know so you don't have maybe not full time I don't know if I but, could do islands. I think I would go a little yeah, nuts. Yeah, I mean, and I do, I have, I, 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 well, the first time I went to Hana, I think it was 1991, and I just was, like, blown away. And, I mean, you know, I know Hawaii is pretty known now, but, like, I, I just fell in love with the island, and, and I, 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 I literally could see myself living there. But I have had friends who have moved to Hawaii, and they, the exact be that they after six months they're sort of a little stir crazy yeah and that you know you're because when you have lived a life where you used to like anything you want 24 7 and then that's not available to you i mean i think i could probably adjust i don't think i could have adjusted when i was younger because i you know wanted what i wanted when i wanted it right (laughs) but now i feel you know much more chill (laughs) but but yeah no definitely i mean i love nature so i could definitely I could definitely see myself living more of that life, just a simple, you know, not completely off the grid or anything, but mm-hmm. but just a more live with nature kind of thing. But I'm trying to think if there was any other places that were like, oh my God, I have to... I, I went to Bora Bora and that was incredible, but not, not a place to live. Right. I mean, I haven't been because so I just went to Tahiti. I did a mm. ship that left me off <gasps> so in beautiful. Tahiti. I'm going back in October. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> okay. The, um, but I was only in uh, the capital of Papiete. Yeah. Whatever. But I uh, definitely want to go to Morea yeah, when I'm Marea, there yeah. next. But Bora Bora is just a little more of a... First of all, you got to go with somebody. That's not a solo. Yeah, it's place. kind of romantic. Yeah, I, I actually went. <laughs> like all honeymooners. I went kind there. of honeymoony. Yeah, it was mine's a sort of honeymoon thing. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's that, yeah, you for do. people who don't know, it's that textbook one where the the rooms are over the water. Yes, you stay and in then, one of those. Yes, and, oh. it, and there's a, it's a lagoon, so it's like the and you literally you have fish like swimming under your thing, and 
and uh, and the water is just like crystal clear, it's beautiful. Yeah. But, but it is. It, it's definitely a, a certain thing. It's not like I don't think I could live there, but but that was a spectacularly beautiful place in terms of the you know the nature. What uh, if you were? Have you ever done much of Africa? Like in terms of no, I haven't. Oh, I have not should. done Africa. I mean, I've done Northern Africa, but not. And and one of my one of my good friends is from South Africa and I've been oh. like meaning and she's been a close friend for 20 years and and she lives here but but she has family there and I've literally been wanting to go for 20 years and I haven't so that's definitely top of the bucket list yeah definitely go down there yeah. Cape Town is great yes and so I hear it's incredible yeah. It, yeah it's really cool you'd like it I mean the weather and it's kind of similar the terrain is kind of like here similar yeah. to, to wine LA. country yeah yeah it's really nice but they got penguins too. If you go a little, you know, there's a beach with penguins. Yeah, it's and then cool. I just want to. I want to see the animals. I mean, I want to see the, oh, yeah. you know, safari, safari and, and all that. So that that definitely is very very high up on the bucket list. Give is there a country or place you went to and you couldn't get out fast enough? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. You're like this is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm trying to think. Um, well, you know, I'm one of the few people, and I, th- th- this is not a good answer to your question because I couldn't not. It, 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 it doesn't. I don't want to bad mouth it. No, it's a, but but it is a place that not many people have been probably lately that I went to that was very different, and that was Iran. I went to wow. uh, Tehran and Mashhad and Shiraz and the Caspian Sea for a movie. No, actually, I went as a you know as a young person. My my. My family had a friend, so it was one of those sort of exchange things. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was, but but it was. I think it was. It was literally like 1978. So it was, so it was right a before, year the before the revolution. So it was. Still, oh, you got to see it. Wow. I got to see it as it was kind of like in flux. But it was pretty westernized. But it was very west. It was very yeah. westernized. Although there, you know, the the chador thing. You know, there were some women that 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 still wore that, but. But it was very westernized. Wow. Very wow. westernized. What was that like? I haven't been to Iran. Well, obviously yeah, now. Yeah, w- w- the people are lovely. I mean, lovely people. Very warm, very, like, very family-oriented. They, like, like, you know, if you're a stranger, you're, you're going to be part of their family, like, right away. <laughs> they're, they're very, very gracious people. And... I mean, the, you know, there's a May, you know, I went to Persepolis, which, you know, there's a lot of incredible, uh, art, you know, like the ruins ancient and things, ruins. Yeah. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot there. And Tehran is, you know, it's kind of like L.A. Actually, you know, that's why a lot of people, when after the revolution, moved yeah. to Beverly Los Hills. Angeles, Beverly Hills, because <laughs> Tarangeles, as they call it, right? Because it was, it, it, it's very similar geographically to Tehran. Hmm. But yeah, that was kind of. A, but that that I didn't. I won't. I didn't want to get out of there quickly. So that's not. Okay. The, but did the, they have? But a, it was just a place that 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 I that most people probably haven't been to. Was but. there signs? And did they? Did the people you were with have a inkling of what was to come? Did they see it? Like some bad stuffs going there down. There was. Here? Yeah, I think that the. I think that they, there was a definitely a. a vibe it was starting the, to, yeah. to to rumble, and I think there was a lot of fear. Actually, a lot of fear about it all. But, Do you know if they got out? Did they come here? Yes. <laughs> Do they have a restaurant well, actually, in uh, West LA? <laughs> well, what, what the the family? Yeah, my my mother was a nurse, and she nursed with these two women actually, who were both from Persia, and and uh, one of them, and her husband and her family, who I stayed with in Masha, they they stayed, but the other family, the other friend who was like, was sort of my parents best friends growing up so i was very close with their kids they moved to beverly hills oh so they so, so they, they are here so That's they great. are here so yeah so so yeah so one didn't one didn't but but yeah but that was that was that was an interest i mean i wish i'd probably been older i mean i i, I love even when i was a kid though i loved traveling and i loved experiencing new things so i do remember quite a bit about it but it would be Great to have, you know, been maybe a little bit more mature, so I could sort of taken in a little yeah, bit more. Well, than who I knew? Could. I mean, you didn't. Yeah. Like when I was going through, I went through Checkpoint Charlie in Germany, you know, in Berlin, and I stayed in West Berlin, and then I went, you know, through East Berlin, you know, for a day. I didn't think about it at the time. I was staying yeah. with a guy who lived in and grew up in West Berlin and a German kid, and I said, you think this wall's ever coming down? It seems pretty weird. He goes, nah, I don't see it. And six months later, they're smashing wow. it on, on TV. Wow. And I was like, 
history changes, you know, the world changes quickly. So it I really always tell does. people, if some place is open and you want to see it, go. Because you don't know, like I said, if you didn't, a year later, you couldn't have gone to Iran. Right. Like, like uh, our mutual friend, Melissa, I think she went to Burma, right? right yeah, before, right Myanmar. Before, oh, sorry, Myanmar. Um, right. I've been trying to get there forever. Right and she of, caught like a little window yeah. when it was open. And now it's pretty shut down yeah. again. So yeah. you just don't know. You just don't know. So, yeah. So, would, is there, what about like shooting movies? Do you ever come across, I mean, how different are like Romanian crews or Bul- Bulgarian film crews than working here? Very different. But they all smoke. <laughs> oh, right. That's <laughs> so hard you, to get you used say, to. You oh, see, you, get, you walk on a set and it's like a plume of 50 people smoking. Uh, is there wine on set? For lunch? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little more relaxed. I mean, here here things are a little bit more sort of by the book, and you know, like it's it's you know, there's there's not as much room for sort of sloppiness, right? But uh, but there's also you know there's also there's also you know it's nice to experience that as well. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I did a couple of movies in Bulgaria actually, and uh, but you know they're very you know the crews are very proficient it's not like you know they're not getting their stuff done it's just right, like no. it's, it's just personality stuff i think i think i think europeans in general are probably a little bit more laid back is yeah. I, mean, I mean laid back's maybe not the right word but i don't know they you know like they're not as tightly regulated <laughs> not as tightly regulated <laughs> right that's set is uh, what's bulgaria well, like i haven't been i mean it, i so, heard yeah i, I was it's in on the sofia water, right? i was in sofia which is the capital twice, and it, it's 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 actually a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city, and um, yeah, and they, you know they have they had back then they had a lot of puka bars and uh, is that how you say it? What, is it? <laughs> what are the puka bars? Puka, puka, puka. <laughs> I was gonna say puka bars. No, but they call they call it something else yeah, there shish, though. Yeah, shush, 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 yeah. I don't know. They call it. I went to those else. in Istanbul. I went to a bunch. And, yeah, and I'm not a smoker, but you know if you're used to if you're not used to smoking. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was you know, at the hookah and watching yeah. a, a football match on TV. And uh, I got a buzz off it. Cause, like all the nicotine, I think, <laughs> when it gave me, I was like, whoa, what is, yeah, it hit me. And it wasn't it, like hash or anything, but yeah, it was, yeah, no, it was just tobacco. It's, it's definitely different. And I do, I do remember it, it was kind of, there was a lot of... Uh, women on the on the street with like babies and like you know that's gypsy thing which yeah, was yeah. which was just i just i have such a empathetic heart that i just you know i gave all my per diem to oh, everybody right. that you know that you know that that is you know that pulls on the heartstrings a lot so you know that there there was that aspect of it that was that was a little bit hard but no i had i had a great experience actually in, in sofia and i did, t- did two movies in one year there wow okay yeah have you had any run-ins ever with like uh police in another country or border patrol or anything like that? mexico oh here here's another <laughs> yes. travel tale good <laughs> yes i was going down to it was a, it was a, it was like a resort it was like a vacation and then i was going um South of part of Iarta, and it was about an hour and a half drive from the airport. And I remember it was in I was in a car, and, and they, you know, it was one of those like in the middle of nowhere road things, where like sure. stop and like, you know, luckily nothing happened. But you know, it was literally in the middle of them. nowhere. Um, is there a bribe involved? It usually, think, is. that's usually what the stop. <laughs> I think is there for. was a bribe involved. Yeah, exactly. And and then um, and then I also was doing. I did a movie actually in Puerto Vallarta, and yeah, <laughs> it was a real classic gem called The Cover Girl Murders. Oh, did I see this on Showtime <laughs> at uh, one a.m. Maybe? Perhaps? Well, not quite that bad. But okay, it, it was it was Lee Majors, and it was Lee it was Majors. no, it's for USA Network. It was it was it was totally family thing, but it was about. <laughs> models getting murdered <laughs> as it happens uh, as, it, as it happens um and i remember shooting at we were shooting a location at night and i got sort of done before everybody else and so they got a car for me to go back to the hotel and it was it was a good hour away and it's you know literally one in the morning and and i fall asleep in the back of the the car and I wake up and I'm in like a field I'm like the driver's like driving through a field and I'm like what the what I thought I was being kidnapped actually I was really it was probably the 
actually the first and only time I've really been quite terrified and and my kind of fight flight thing kicked in big time because I I just didn't think it was normal to be off of a road. Yeah. (laughs) And and I was, and I was trying to speak my limited Spanish to the guy and he's getting all flustered, but it turns out that he just took a wrong turn and that he was trying to get us out of this field. (laughs) But I was little, I mean, I was really scared. Yeah. (laughs) And and I mean, we made it back and, and I, and it was fine, but like it would, there was, there was at least, there was about 20 minutes there where I'm like, this might be my last day on earth. Oh my gosh. Give me one Lee Major story, please. Come on. Come on. One good Lee Major story. He oh was a hero gosh. of mine as a kid. I know. I know, right? No, he was, he was fine. He was, a, he was fine. He's really disappeared. He has, right? He was, he had, I had one Lee Major sighting, and it was like, when I first moved out here, I went to a restaurant, and it must have been like 99, maybe 98, 99. And uh, <laughs> I hear this drunken voice. It was a really kind of a fancy restaurant and there's a big party of people over one table and then I hear this voice go yeah I was in the White House once and I was like I know that voice who was it and it was like Lee Majors he's there and then never saw him since never never heard of anything he's done since so maybe that was That's the last funny. thing he did yeah he I mean, seems this to have is... just like I'm done with the business yeah, I'm out right, probably yeah. has a ranch in Texas somewhere probably yeah God any good Chevy Chase stories one. I wish I had some better. Or I just don't remember that many. I mean, che- Chevy was. I get asked a lot about him because I guess he has a bit of a reputation. But he yeah. was. He was really nice to me. I mean, you know, it was my first movie, and I'm just so excited to be part of it. But he. I mean, he was. I, I've actually found some amazing. I have to send them to you. I've, I've found some amazing pictures from the set of, uh, of oh, Spies Like Us where he's like in the makeup trailer with funny teeth and like <laughs> I found some really he's, he was he was always goofing around he was always into like being funny which yeah. is what he does so well where was the uh, Kingpin shot? that was shot in um, Pittsburgh oh okay. and outside wow. of Pittsburgh alright the um, was he, do you know my friend Jackie Flynn? Yes. Yeah, he's in every uh, yes, early actually, brothers movie. It's so funny because we just we just uh, he saw the picture that I found from the Kingpin set, and he's in it. I'll, I'll show it to you. Oh, I not. think I saw that when you posted. Uh, he's like Woody's like on a, on our laps. Yeah, and yeah. And so and he and so Jackie got excited about that, and so we exchanged, and then and the Woody ended up actually seeing the picture and posting <laughs> the picture. So from my li- my little camera, my little thirty five millimeter oh. roll of film with these. Kingpin and Spies Like Us pictures. I, I literally found them like a month ago in, in a storage <laughs> box. I just worked with Jackie, well, it was a couple years oh, ago. Oh, he's now. great. About a year and a half yeah? ago up in Reno. Yeah. Oh. We worked together. It was, he's, fun. he's so funny. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. But he's, you know, been in every one of their movies. He does every Farrell yeah, movie. Just, I know. He's friends with them. I need friends like that. I know, right? right? <laughs> God, just put me in. I'll do two lines in your movie. Well, it got, a, it got announced two years ago that they're doing Kingpin 2. Oh really? But it, the, I mean, it got announced like June of 2021, and we're now what are we? Yeah. May of 2023. Yeah. So I'm still fingers crossed that it's oh. going to happen. But I assume Jackie will be in that because he's in everything that they do. So now that was one of those movies, if I remember, it didn't really kill it at the no. box office, and then it became like yeah after the fact. With cable and video, it became exactly a big thing. It, got, it got rediscovered. But yeah, it was it was very strange because they had high hopes for it because you know the first movie was Dumb and Dumber and that did incredible and this was their second movie and and everyone was super excited about it and and then it 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 came out like the weekend of the Atlanta Olympics and they had that bombing oh, and everything. Yeah. And it was that weekend was it was just a weird bad luck timing thing and then also woody was right after kingpin he went on to do a people versus larry flint, flint and yeah. he decided to sort of put all his eggs in that basket in terms of pr and all that stuff because he wanted to get i think the oscar nomination which he did right um so i think kingpin kind of but but then you know six months later people started to discover it and then after there's something about mary came out i yeah. think people were like oh well, who are these what have these guys done and then they discovered kingpin <laughs> was it Intimidating, like not coming from a comedy background, being around all those funny people. It, it was, although I had been, I was shooting Weird Science. Thank God I was shooting Weird Science <laughs> because I really didn't know how to do comedy. But then I learned how to do that during Weird Science, and 
I guess I'd done three seasons of Weird Science by the time I did Kingpin. So not not that I was really the funny one in Kingpin, but I knew a little bit more about what how to play comedy and how to play off of other actors right, who right. are comedic and uh so yeah so that that was really fortunate because i wasn't really i was definitely in over my head and <laughs> I, I think i would be more scared today doing right. it than i was back then because i was kind of like naive and like okay i'll go with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, give me your um we'll do a speed round here are you on a plane are you aisle or window 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 because i like to take videos out the window oh well there you go okay um your worst uh any food poisoning stories or uh on on a flight anywhere like around the world ever been in a foreign hospital got really 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 sick in london and luckily it was london london of all places london (laughs) london i got food poisoning in india or egypt or mexico right in the middle of london a burger no no less a burger in london and i was literally down for a, a week a week. I mean, it was the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my entire life. Must have been a very bad yeah, burger. Yeah, it's a bad burger. Um, no, fortunately, I haven't really had any super horrible food poisoning. I bet you have. No, well, <laughs> India took me out. India. Yeah, I have a strong stomach, but India did, did me in. Yeah, I can, uh, I can imagine that. Yeah, so you've only, you haven't had to go to a hospital in another country? I, I, I had to go to a hospital in Paris, but the hospitals there are amazing. Right. Um, uh <laughs> Where else have I been to a hospital? No, luckily. Just here. Just here. You took me I had to carry to. So I should explain the story to everybody. We went hiking with our mutual friend, Melissa, and uh, you fell off a rock. A very big rock. A big rock. And uh, I had to take you to the hospital. Yes, I tumbled down a rock, ass over. And you ended up breaking your... And I broke my, I fractured my hip in two places, Oof. and then my eye was pretty yeah. bad, and my arm was all scraped up, and it was right in the middle of COVID, <laughs> literally, like, it was a week before Christmas 2020. Yeah, and, and uh, then we had to, uh, I, you, couldn't, I, I couldn't bring you to the Mike building. Mike literally saved my life. Aww. Mike and Melissa saved my <laughs> life, because Mike carried me down, we were in Topanga Canyon, carried me down to the car. Me and a random guy. Yeah, thank God there was another. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. Yeah, Melissa wouldn't have been much Melissa. <laughs> so <laughs> they carried. That heavy. Yeah, so they been... carried me down, and I was like screaming in pain and like a big baby. <laughs> and uh, Mike drove me to Santa, the closest hospital, which was Santa Monica, and yeah, and I and I was couldn't walk for two months. Oof. So thank you for saving my life. You're welcome, <laughs> and thank you for doing the podcast. Um, so you, we should get your plugs in and you get to tell us about you got a new movie coming out yes. this week literally on Friday Friday the 5th there's a movie called Johnny and Clyde with myself uh, Megan Fox Yvonne Jogia I hope I'm saying that correctly uh, a Johnny Russell and uh, directed by this wonderful talent called uh, Tommy Danucci, who I've since done two other movies with and it's a wild ride. It, it, it's sort of a takeoff of Bonnie and Clyde, but very modern day. And it's visually stunning. It like the, it's like a cinematic feast for the eyes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun. And I play a news reporter who kind of sets up the, the story. And uh, yeah, it's in Megan Fox. So, you know, eye candy there. <laughs> and uh yeah and then you I, can put yourself in the, with the eye candy well yeah okay. yeah yeah I, but i'm dressed all like office like you know news reporter suit and yeah sure i'm not all scantily clad like miss, <laughs> depends on the network like miss fox <laughs> <laughs> what uh where did you shoot it uh in rhode island in providence oh okay you know we're from fairly brothers country yes right? it's so weird <laughs> it's like back. I was so excited I should get the offer because I'm like, oh, we're shooting in Providence. I'm like, oh, I hadn't been back because we, we actually had the premiere of Kingpin in Newport, Rhode Island in 96. Oh. And I had not been back to Rhode Island since then. And, and since I've worked, done two more movies since uh, Johnny and Clyde for them. So I got to go back to Newport and I got to, I've literally spent like weeks in Rhode Island in the last year. Newport's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, those big mansions and stuff. Oh, so oh. beautiful. I actually love I actually love Rhode Island. Yeah. I, I really like it. So where can we see it? Is it in streaming? Or it's, it, it's in select theaters and streaming on all video uh, on-demand platforms, okay. apparently. Cool. Yes. And what are your, are you, any travel plans coming up? Any? I'm going to go to Rhode Island, actually, to the premiere. Back to Rhode Island. Back to Rhode Island for the premiere of that movie. Okay. And um, 
try, trying to set up something now that might shoot in Colorado. And then there's, I have another movie in the works that's going to shoot in Florida. Um, so, yeah. So I, but I, I really want to try and make it to Europe this summer because I haven't been since 2019. And I have a couple of friends who have birthday, big birthdays coming up and I haven't seen my sister. And, you know, so I'd like to do that, but I haven't planned it yet. We got to get back just quickly on the, on the travel thing. So when you go to a hotel... Do you have certain requirements, things you do all the time that you got to like, I need this in a hotel. This, this is what a hotel. Are you particular about these kind of things? or? Uh, I, I'm pretty easygoing, but uh, I'm trying to think. Is there a, like, I, 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 I need a water. Like, you know, if it's one of the, I need like, I, I like a hotel hydrate. with some bottled water. Okay. What are, because sometimes like, I show up at a place really late at night, especially if it's a Comic-Con. We're not talking like the five-star luxury stuff, you know, like if you're at a Comic-Con and, and you yeah. arrive at 1 a.m. and I'm dying of thirst and there's like no <laughs> bottled water in the room, I'm like sipping the tap water. So a, a nice bottle of water is good <laughs> give me your top two or three favorite hotels around the world well i, I love a four seasons oh well sure. <laughs> i love a four seasons <laughs> hint if anybody's <laughs> inviting oh i think uh, well god there's so many i love the san Ysidro ranch i love i love the uh four seasons in new york i love the four seasons in bora bora in Hawaii, I mean, Four Seasons anywhere yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> really, Kinda can't go wrong. But there. I do like a quirky little boutique hotel too. There's a little place in London actually that I used to stay with my mom. Uh, my mom passed away since, but I would go visit her. And it's a, it's a little cute little place in Chelsea, off the Fulham Road, called the Sydney House. I, I like that. Like I like it's a, one of those big old brownstones that's been converted, and the rooms are tiny, but there's just, and you know they they do that really well in Europe. Like the small. You know, the small little bathroom, but it's just everything you need, right? It's right, like, right. you know, it's all very kind of, you know, it's very, cons- you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Well thought out. It's, it, it's you know, modern. Modern, yeah, yeah. And, and, but everything you need, and it's not indulgent, but it's perfect. How about a travel tip for anybody who's going to England? Give me something outside, maybe in the countryside. Cotswolds. Go visit the Cotswolds. Okay. I was, in the spring I was there when the wisteria are out. Cotswolds. <gasps> and then, you know, I, I, and going to Stratford-upon-Avon is really beautiful, especially in May this month. It's actually gorgeous because all the wisteria is, mm. like, blooming. And it's so... I mean, England, when the weather is nice in the early summer, midsummer, is spectacular. If, if it's not raining, <laughs> you get a sunny, yeah. warm day, it, it can be really, really beautiful. Just beautiful. bring an umbrella and, and your wellies. Yeah. yeah, it's like you never, yeah, I mean, you can start out beautiful and then by 4, 8, 4 p.m. it's probably going to be raining, but... Right. Aside from Africa, what's your bucket list, like your top three places, uh, well, aside I from have, South Africa? I haven't been to India. I want to go to India. Really? Yeah, and my daughter's name is India, so yeah. it's like, I'm like, <laughs> you haven't been to India, but your daughter's named India, okay. Yeah. Um, that, and I would like South Africa, definitely. Um, oh, oh, Iceland. I yeah, have to go to Iceland, and I want to see the Northern Lights. I want to see the have to see the Northern Lights. You didn't Lights. see them in Norway when you were shooting. Spies no, but I don't think I, I. I didn't care back then. I'm like dummy. Yeah, like, oh. you had a few things other going on. You had you you were busy. Yeah, I'm like I can't believe. I, I mean, I don't know if they were. I think I was there in March, so I don't know if that's mm. past the. But I, yeah, I want to do that. Uh, but I hear Finland is actually the best place to see it. Yeah. Although, you know, apparently they were visible from North America the la- a couple of weeks I ago. I did see that. Yeah. My friend in Utah uh, posted a great photo. That from he, Utah? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was only like the very, very northern states in Canada. But. <clears throat> yeah. He said he, well, he lives way up, at, high up in the mountains. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely that. So, those three things, I would say. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't say this before, but, you know, while you, one of the reasons you fell off that rock uh, you were You're trying to going take, there. You're trying to take something there. for your Instagram. Oh, so God. I'm tying this into the plugs that you for, you can get people to. Where can people follow you? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. I, w- I was very embarrassingly taking a photograph <laughs> on top of a rock and into Panga Canyon. It was a high to, rock. I will say. Ple- trying to please my fans <laughs> and followers. And I fell down. <laughs> what? Uh, so what is your Instagram? It's a real Vanessa Angel. Okay. And we'll have links to that. Any? Uh, do you have a site? That- yeah, it's actually, it's actually linked to my, it's, uh, it's, it's 
realvanessaangel.com. Okay. So there, I have a website and Instagram. And I am on Facebook too, but I don't tend to post as much on Facebook. Okay. Um, and finally, what do you think all the places you've been and all the travel you've done, how has it changed you as a person and what have you learned about yourself and people and the world? What has it taught you? Oh my God, that's such a big question. I mean, everything. Every It's, it's everything. I mean, I, I learned my communication skills being in different countries. I learned um, to... I mean, you learn, you learn a lot about your own weaknesses in a sense, like what you're good at, what you're not good at, what, what, what you, you know, what, I think my ability to be more resilient has, has, has strengthened from, from traveling. Just, I don't know, I mean, so much, I mean, I, I mean, those are just two minor things, really. I mean, it's, it's been everything to me, really. I mean, if I could really just stop now and just travel for the rest of my life, that would be my... That would be my favorite thing to do. Just meet new people in new places. And, um, and it, you know, it, en it enriches you. Like, I mean, I, now I'm more partial to probably going to a beautiful natural place than like a city because I, I just, you know, I love like Hawaii or, you know, Costa Rica or somewhere where you're just immersed in nature because, it, you know, that brings me back down to, 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 to my place of peace and uh i mean i do love a city too but i you know i guess i'm just getting older and i, and I like true. i like quiet and peaceful over a bustling city and like but you've no, done the cities you know, and i've done know. a lot of cities i mean i've been to a lot of major cities but i i do like i mean i do love it especially an ancient city is amazing but um but yeah no traveling has probably been i would say the best part of my life you know and I and luckily I've gotten to incorporate my my work with that to a certain degree. So I mean, how lucky am I, really? That's great. See, every time you think about, you know, you're getting down on yourself. I you know. Look back gratitude. And go and, I know. You've had a like, pretty I, cool ride. I have had a yeah. I mean, I do. It's very true. I have to remind myself that to have gratitude for all the experiences because it's been a lot of experiences. And sometimes, you know, I feel like, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, you just get overwhelmed with stuff. But, but. When I look back on my journey, I mean, I, I am so fortunate. So fortunate. That was great. Well, thank you for doing this. Oh, and I'm about to ask, so 1983, New York City, give me your favorite nightclub. <gasps> oh, my God. There were so many good ones. <laughs> well, that, we, Studio 54 was still I know. Still I, I, I was, was going to ask you if you were. Yes, I went to Studio 54 oh, with, the, with the shirtless... It's waiters and the oh, yeah, you the, did. The, the end of the, that was toward the end of it. Well, the, it was, the very yeah. end of it, and I was very young, but I went to a couple of oh. parties at the studio. Oh, that's the chapter we want to read in the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's the chapter. Ah, oh, that's a whole different show. We'll have to yeah, do that again. That is a whole different just show. on Studio Fifty Four in the eighties. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank oh, you for doing thank this. Thank you. Nice uh, to see you, Vanessa Angel. Everybody. 